you're listening to Fantasy Frenemies, a new fantasy football podcast. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. Get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. Ha. Let's get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. Gentlemen, and welcome back. We have returned. The Fantasy Frenemies podcast is back. We're all here, Trevor, Blaze, Brandon, and myself, um, ready to get back into football. It's been a, about a month. We've taken about a month off, and, you know, it's been enjoyable, honestly. You know, we haven't had to sit down every week to uh, discuss football and, and learn if we were right or wrong about games, but it's good to be back. Brandon, Trevor, Blaze, Feeling the same? Oh, yeah. I thought this would be a short episode coming in. And then last week happened and all hell broke loose in the NFL. And with each day, it seemed the podcast was going to increase by like 15 minutes. And here we are now. So who knows how long this is going to be? It's pro- I guarantee it's our longest episode yet. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped. Yes, Buckle your seatbelts because we're going to be talking about a lot. Um, but yeah, I had a nice month off. I, I took a vacation myself to Florida. I visited Brandon. It was nice. Um, now I'm back in Chicago. It's finally getting warm. March Madness is happening. We'll talk about that a little bit later. How was the Green but, um, River? I didn't see the Green River. You didn't see the Green River? They died it last weekend uh, before St. Patrick's Day. That's so. lame. That's weird. Yeah, so I didn't get to see it yet. I mean, it might, it's probably still green right now, but yeah, I mean, maybe I'll see it when I go down to the office tomorrow. But oh, are you going to the office? Yes, sir. Yay! Is this your first? Is this your first time? Yes, first time in the office. I'm excited. Do you have a desk, or is it like hot desking? Uh, sure, that one. Hot Let's desk. Just reserve the desk. Uh, yeah, like, like you potato, can. You throw yeah. the desk around. It's wherever you can sit wherever you want. Basically, catch this computer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, like Trevor alluded to, we have a lot to talk about. A lot has gone on. And it's hardly March Madness, which is yeah, what we anticipate talking about. hardly March Madness. Because <laughs> we'll, NFL we'll, is king, after yeah. all. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later in, in the episode. But we're going to start off with the quarterback carousel that has been going on the last about seven days now. And it's it's been pretty crazy. Um which one do you guys want to touch on the – let's start with who started the whole shebang off. That was Russell Wilson getting traded. Russell. Um, so Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos for uh, two firsts, two seconds. Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, and they swapped fourths or swapped Drew a fourth and a fifth Locke. or something. But something like um, yeah, Denver Broncos acquire Russell Wilson. Everybody thought – uh, Aaron Rodgers was the guy that Denver was targeting, but apparently not. Russell Wilson was the eye of the beholder. Um, well, Aaron so. Rodgers uh, wanted his all about me time going on. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make a decision soon. It's gonna happen soon." 
he goes on Pat McAfee show Tuesday. Oh, it's coming soon. I think I know it. It's coming soon. And then come Wednesday, he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm making my decision now. I am re-signing with the Packers for what? Four years, 200 million or some shit like that. And then first like he an, said, I don't want to be the highest played player. That's false. I don't, it's not about money. Well, yeah, we'll get and into that a little bit, but he all is. of the Packers uh, cap space <laughs> okay. they had back to Russ. Um, and then Russ, an uh, hour and a half later, was like, actually, this day's going to be about me. I am going to the Broncos. And then Aaron Rodgers was like, well, fuck, this day was supposed to be about me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that Drew, Drew Locke and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are going to ball oh, out. Oh, yes. You, you're a fat be... chance if you think all three of those players are going to play together. Uh, hey, I hope they do. I just want to see Drew Locke rapping on the bench again and DK about to punch him because he can't <laughs> get the ball to him. So, um but I'm excited for Russ. Uh, as he wanted to be, he is now closer to God, uh, physically. Um, I, so I, I'm very happy for Russ in that sense. Um, and I was, I was talking before the pod started. I, I said that we, we had the argument earlier this season about whether the Broncos' head coaching job was a good job or not. And, and I said, now it's looking like it's a good job because Russ is I there. never said so, it wasn't. <laughs> I just said, current this, this as episode it was, is my victory lap. All right, you can take it. You can take it. As currently constructed, it wasn't, but they did end up getting a quarterback. So I stand corrected now. Um, Nathaniel Hackett has uh, been gifted, you know, moving from Aaron Rodgers to Russell Wilson now. He is two top five, top eight quarterbacks in the NFL. I feel like you standing corrected has been a reoccurring theme on this podcast so far. Sometimes. Some things never change no matter Sometimes. how much time we take off. Hey, both Brandon and I have been proven wrong over the course of this podcast. We don't talk about the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that take. But, well, uh, mm-hmm. So do we here, – here's with, a good question. Wait, let me talk about Russ. I was going to ask about Russ. Do we oh, think he's going to okay. be successful in Denver? Yeah. I think so. He's got Jerry Judy. Noah Fant being gone kind of sucks. I don't even know who their backup tight end is now. Albert. Oh. Albert say his last name. Oh, Owemoweppa. 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 I think it's... Ogwanigabanam? Professor Ogway? Professor Ogway? Master Ogway? Master Ogway. Sorry, Master Ogway. It's not even Ogway. It's Ugway. Ugway, Ogway, whatever. Professor. Professor Ogway. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I hope you all missed this. What were were you going to say about Russ Brandon? Oh, I think he's going to be successful. I mean, Russ has been a winning quarterback since he stepped foot in this league. And for the last five years, he's been dragging the bleeding corpse that is the Seahawks franchise. They they have – the last two years, they've had historically bad defenses. And they've basically had awful offensive lines since he's been there. So I think stepping into a situation where he's going to have one of the the upper echelon wide receiving cores, he's going to have a respectable tight end. He's going to have Javante Williams, who's a solid back. They might even bring Melvin Gordon back, so they'll have a pretty good running back room. They have a good-to-great defense that just got better by signing Randy Gregory. This is probably going to be the best team Russ has been on since the Legion of Boom Seahawks. So there's no reason why they can't make the playoffs, except for the fact they're in the most loaded division I've ever seen in my life. 
Mm-hmm. But yes, I, I like the trade a lot for the Broncos. I don't think they gave up too much. No, I think they they got really good value for what they gave up. Yeah. I uh, considering that muscles. I think Noah Fant's a little overrated. Drew Locke's butt cheeks, and Shelby Harris is a replaceable I, defensive. I don't know what so, he was doing in that trade. <laughs> I mean, he was a locker know. room leader though, apparently for like the Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? The Browns well, have shown have us. The most- Holy locker room leader of all time. The, the Browns have shown us nobody cares about locker room leaders. Um, yeah, they cut both of them. We still have Case Keenum. That's true. This is mm. true. For, we'll see how long that lasts. But um, I will say I'm a little apprehensive to anoint the Broncos a playoff team already. Um, we'll see how they all gel together on offense because Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy haven't really like proven that they're – you know, upper echelon receivers yet. I mean, Cortland Sutton had one good year, but that was three years ago. And Jerry Judy's been solid for his first two years in the NFL, but nothing special. He was, who's their other guy? He was Tim Tim Patrick's height, but Judy was special the first like two or three games this year before he hurt his ankle. Yeah. And, and so, also, that was when Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke were throwing to him. If Russ is going to throw to him, I think it only benefits him. Yeah. But we'll see how they gel together. I mean, only for the first eight games of the season. Yeah. <laughs> After that, it's just a show. So. Yeah. And then their defense is really solid, but they are losing the head coach, who was Vic Fangio, who's probably one of the best defensive coaches in the league. Yep. So that might impact it a little bit as well. But I think they'll challenge, they'll definitely fight for a playoff spot. But the AFC is absolutely loaded. I think you could make an argument that there are at least 12, if not 13 teams in the AFC that could, you know, Stake a claim to a wild card spot at least. Um, the only teams I would not consider right now would be like the Texans, Jets, uh, Jags. Jags, and that's about it. I mean, every other team, like even like Miami and New England and Indianapolis, Indianapolis will, will get a quarterback. We'll talk about them in a minute. But every other team has either come close to the playoffs or made the playoffs in the last two years or so. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be definitely interesting. But let's talk about what happened the day after Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos. And that was the second quarterback to be on the move this offseason. Um, Mr. Carson Wentz, for the second time in, in as many years, was traded away from the Colts and to the Washington Commandos. Um, Trevor, how, how does this, how does that uh, – what, what did you think when you saw that happen? I cannot wait for him to – Lose to the Eagles two times, um, and for them to prove right that they traded him away two years ago. Um, although Wentz really wasn't that bad last year. I mean, he had a couple throws that were really bad, but his touchdown interception ratio wasn't. Terrible. I don't care. I don't give was a shit. Was he the reason what your they TD won the interception ratio? He was not the reason they won. He games. was the, he the reason, reason they, they lost games. games. <laughs> yes, correct. I'm, I'm not. So that's not I'm a good not. quarterback. I didn't say he was a good quarterback. I said he's not as bad as some people make it out to be. <laughs> but, I mean, he's not going to do anything for the Commanders. I Hell, I still think Taylor Heineke should maybe start over him. But, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I don't even know what the Colts got back Carson Wentz was 13th in the league in passer reading. Ahead of okay. both Derek Carr and Josh Allen. He also <laughs> only needed to win one game against the number one pick. You can't blame that all on him. The entire I can't. team got... The entire team got both. He races. threw a pick and fumbled the ball. He directly attributed them to them losing that game. 
<laughs> but he had those three games in the middle of the year where he was Oh, good. great, you know? Which he went on a streak. Three games means. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hot Wait, streak. which game was it? Hold on. He played well, well in the Ravens game until the Ravens came back. Yeah, true. Didn't he, he beat uh, Jimmy G? His in the first rain? half against the Titans, the second time they played him, was elite. Wow, one half. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you so excited to have him as your local one half? For the next year, one Brian? half of a game. He threw. They lost. He threw for, he threw for they lost that game. Yards. 400 yards and two touchdowns against the Ravens this year. And lost. And still <laughs> they only scored 25 points. How do you throw for 400 yards and score 25 points and two touchdowns? Uh, Are you going to get a With Jonathan jersey, Taylor. Brian? He did fumble no. once. No picks, though. I'm, I'm not going to get a, a Carson Wentz jersey. He had eight fumbles? Yes, yeah, he, he sucked a lot. He was That's terrible. That's why they lost as many games as they did. Yeah. His touchdown to interception ratio right, doesn't okay. seem very bad. Touchdown to interception touchdown plus to turnover ratio <laughs> looks a whole lot go. more like Carson Wentz. But he, we but like he that. threw for 57 yards against the Patriots. There you go. And Ooh. they won. Wow. That was all because of Jonathan Taylor. They won on an 80-yard walk-off touchdown, basically. <laughs> am, I, am I sensing a little bit of Kirk Cousins in this Carson Wentz? Yes. <laughs> I think Carson Wentz is worse than Kirk Cousins. Kirk, Carson that, Wentz is is uh, Kirk Cousins if he hit his head really hard. Yeah. I think Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Cousins yeah. usually isn't, like, the sole reason why his team loses games. Just one I, of Kirk them. Cousins has no impact on the outcome of the game. Yeah, yeah. At but least Carson Wentz has lose, a negative impact. Car- yeah, Carson Wentz has a negative impact. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, yeah, so he's, I think, he's better than Heineke, though. He is yeah. better than Heineke. But I think... Washington could have done a lot better by signing, say, a Jameis Winston for $10 million a year versus trading two third-round picks that one could turn into a second for Carson Wentz. Yeah. Jameis was 5-2 and two with a, I mean, no weapons in New Orleans at all. Nothing. He had Sean Payton as a good play caller, but absolutely no he receiving talent the power whatsoever. Of Kevin James. Yes, Kevin James. Um, so I think the commanders made a mistake by doing this because not only did they give up actual draft capital, but they also have to pay Carson Wentz $28 million this year to be their quarterback. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, probably not great. Um, so some other QBs that uh, were on the move. Mitchell Trubisky is going to possibly get a, another shot at being a starter. He signed a two-year $14 million deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Steelers in our division, do we think uh, Trubisky – Leading that team is going to be a threat to us. I think the Steelers went from the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North to the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North. No, they definitely went from like the fifth best to the fourth best. <laughs> Tyler Huntley was definitely yeah, better true. than Mason Rudolph. Six, so. Let's say sixth because I think Case Keenum might have been better than Big Ben. Is Case Keenum also better than them? But I like I Mitch mean, Trubisky though. He's funny. He's a cool yeah, dude. And I'm excited yeah, to watch I, him twice a year. I love, love the trade. I mean, the signing for the Steelers. Because mm-hmm. we all know he's way better than Mason Rudolph. And going yeah. into the season with Mason Rudolph as your starter was going to drive people to unalive themselves. <laughs> we might have to cut that out. But <laughs> Drive people to unalive themselves? Yes. Yeah. With Trubisky, they have the chance to make the playoffs. And if he does really good, they resign him. If he kind of sucks, they're probably going to draft a quarterback in this draft anyway. He's, they know he's not the future. But they're only paying him $7 million so they can fill out the rest of the roster. They can be super competitive. They're going to win 
nine or ten games like they always do because they're the Steelers. They're going to be in the playoff hunt. And he's going to be solid. He's way more athletic than Big Ben. He's a better arm than Mason Rudolph. They might even be better than they were last year. You're, you're throwing out win totals where the, where the Browns win's going. <laughs> Not in the win column. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other thoughts on Trubisky? I did have another thought on Wentz, though. Okay, go for it. Uh, they can get out from underneath his salary completely in 2023. Okay. They can cut him with no dead money and $26 million in cap savings. So if it really doesn't work, they can get out. Yeah, but he gave up two two third-round picks for it. (laughs) He also cleared $26 million in cap. (laughs) Yeah, but they could have done that by only signing Jameis for one year. That way you don't even have the potential for the cap. It's medium risk, high reward. I don't think there's a very high reward. If he plays like MVP candidate Carson Wentz. I don't think that Carson Wentz exists anymore. That Carson Wentz existed five There's years ago. There's a chance. <laughs> this is five years ago, man. It's not, it's not there. There's a chance. There's a chance. Speak other quarterback news. Uh, some uh, re- return from the dead is Tom Brady. <laughs> it only took him 40 days of spending time with his kids to realize he'd rather get hit by 300-pound lineman instead. Um, Tom Brady is back. He unretired to play for Tampa Bay, most likely. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I think he saw uh, Sean Payton's out of there. The Panthers are poopy garbage, and the Falcons are imploding continuously since their Super Bowl loss, um, especially if they give Matt Ryan away. And I think, oh, this is six easy wins. Why not come back? They they should easily win that division. So I mean, if if they didn't, who knows who was going to win that division? Probably the 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 Falcons or the Panthers, um, unless the Saints' defense is any good. I mean, good good for him. Yeah, he got sick of taking the kids to school and doing chores around the house or something. So who knows why he decided to come back? And he says it's for football, probably probably telling the truth there because he just loves it so much. Yeah. Why so, else? Or maybe Big Ben or Texas. I don't him. know about that. Big Ben texted him and was like, hey, um, can I have my moment during the NFL uh, Hall of Fame enshrinement? That's very he's true, like, yeah. I'll give you a year. Nah, he, he saw LeBron drop 50 and Cristiano Ronaldo have a hat trick. He's like, damn, if these guys are doing it, I got to do it. Tom anyway. Brady's so, retirement lasted like shorter than the MLB lockout. Almost double. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Something about this smells fishy. Look, Tom Brady has always been this like super calculated, precise, no mess ups person and to just like retire. And then two months later, unretire. Like it, it seems so unlike him. I don't think he wanted to retire in the first place. That's, That's why kind of what I'm hinting at there. There have been rumors. Nothing's probably, nothing's ever going to be proven true here. They're all Tom Brady's really tight lipped. He's not going to say anything, but there are rumors that he had a lot of friction and drama with Arians and that he, Wanted out, the Bucks said they weren't going to trade him. So he said, fine, I'll retire. As like a power move trying to get traded. The Bucks didn't budge. And then two months later, he's like, I still really want to play. So I guess I'll come back. The, the rumor was he wanted to get traded to the 49ers. Yes. I, yes, I've heard that too. Um, and Bruce Arians came out and said, we're not doing that for five, for, take five first round picks. And. You know, I don't think the 49ers, after trading three of them for a rookie quarterback, are going to do that. 
And if I'm San Francisco, I don't even think I'd trade Trey Lance for Tom Brady. It would have been really cool to watch, though, because like, they probably would have won a Super Bowl. Tom with Debo mm-hmm. in that defense. And George, Shanahan's George, offense. George Kittle. Oh. George Kittle oh. and Gronk. Holy George shit. Oh, and you think Gronk oh, would have oh, Gronk would have followed for sure. <laughs> Can you imagine Greg Kittle and Gronk on the same Oh, my God. God. That would have been so hype. I, I still hope it happens. I really want to watch that now. Yeah, I feel like those two and until Debo. Gron- oh, until oh, Gronk oh. signs. <laughs> Who cares about Ike? Oh. Until Gronk signs, oh, really? I think there's always the, do- the door will be open. But if Gronk signs, resigns with Tampa, I think it's close. Yeah, I would agree. It's it. There's something weird about this. There's something that we don't know. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. For how uh, it backs too. Yeah. So uh, there are also some quarterbacks that stayed put but got new deals. So Aaron Rodgers got a three or two year extension. I don't know what it. Is it a two-year extension for $124 yes. million? Dollars. So after starting after this year. So three-year yes. deal. And the last two years, $124 million, which would make him AVV at $62 million. It's yeah, fucking but ridiculous. But his, his base salary this year is only a million dollars. Yeah. It's $27 million in prorated bonus. Yeah, I don't know. What? Helping the cat, helping the cap out, you know. Oh my gosh! I he's still making sixty. He's making sixty million a year. Yeah, but he's that's what he's, he's making. He's won two straight MVPs. So, well, oh, you didn't explain the cap hit yet, Brandon. So, so uh, well, I was I was gonna it. have him do that oh, okay. later when we okay. talked about okay. free agency. Okay, because okay. it wouldn't have made sense if we did it right at the start. <laughs> Right, exactly. exactly. Uh, but yeah, we'll 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 do, we'll have a quick lesson from Brandon on how the cap works soon enough. But you know, we'll talk about that free agency. But um, so yeah, Rogers got a, a new extension. Um, Blaze, oh, uh, I'm you, waiting for you to say this next oh, thing. Hopefully, okay. Uh, Kirk Cousins also got a contract extension, <laughs> an extra oh one year. I have a question. Okay, what's your Wasn't question? Wasn't he already under contract? This year, yes. This was his last year, though. Um, so he got an extra year for $35 million. Uh, congrats to Kirk Cousins. He's made the most money ever by someone who's not as good, not that very good at his job. <laughs> um, most, but yeah, he's, Most so money he gets, ever made by somebody that grills with aluminum foil. He grills with aluminum foil? Yep. I get it for like, I don't know baked potatoes or something nah like. he, was, he was putting in putting steaks like oh like my full, god full steaks oh, good oh, lord boom. kirk what the hell are you doing boom. he wasn't even wearing new balances oh <laughs> uh so yeah he uh the the nfc north has brought back two of its veteran quarterbacks uh for at least another year after this one detroit re-signed tim boyle so they brought back a veteran. So quarterback. it's pretty unanimous that the Vikings have the the best returning starting quarterback in the division. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think what so. the be- the best unvaccinated quarterback in the division. Mm-hmm. What you said, Vikings? Yeah. Oh my goodness. The, <laughs> the best white quarterback in the division. What are you talking about? Kirk Cousins is a goat. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. If we want to say Kirk Cousins <laughs> is better than Rogers, then you know we'll, we'll have some fun. <laughs> I've better never seen you me. more confused and just <laughs> yeah, kind I of thought, shocked. I, I was not. I was not following at all. <laughs> well, speaking um, of veteran quarterback, really quick uh, today, Tyrod Taylor signed a two-year deal with the Giants, which moment of silence for Mike Glennon, who probably just lost his backup job. Is, was he even under contract? I don't know, but he's gone now, <laughs> and it's sad. I'll tell you in a second. All right. Uh, also, uh, who 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 signed Miami? As Teddy Bridgewater went to Bridgewater. Miami to be the backup for Teddy for uh, to attack yeah, yeah, him. They're going um, to is a unrestricted free agent. Okay, so he he already lost his job. <laughs> <laughs> if the Browns somehow sign him. Can well, we, if we all cut, get a Michael Lennon if we jersey? Cut, yes. If we cut Case <laughs> yes. Keenum and just need a backup quarterback, petition the Browns to sign Mike Glennon, and then we can all okay. get Mike Glennon jerseys. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. <laughs> take us in the dog pound in the front row and be like, Glennon! Yeah. Our Mike Glennon jerseys? Oh, it'd be great. Well, uh, so there's one quarterback that we have yet to talk about. He has not been traded, but has requested a trade a while ago. And that's someone who was just cleared of all criminal liabilities in his court cases, uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, currently, there I believe there are four teams interested, uh, and that is the Saints, Panthers, Falcons, and Cleveland. Um, so, what are what are our opinions, Brandon? I know you have a little Deshaun Watson uh, spiel you want to get off your chest. So, why don't you yep. start us off on this one? Yeah, I just I wanted to start this off first. Deshaun Watson is a great football player. He is, very, he is a very good quarterback. He has won a lot of games in his career. But I think I can speak for all of us in saying that we denounced Sean Watson, the person, all of the sexual assault cases, allegations against him, even though it's been not, he's not getting charged in court. There's still a myriad of issues and drama surrounding him. And I think we all could probably say, despite there not being charges, He's not necessarily a great person and not necessarily the person we want representing our franchise, being the face of the franchise, being the person that little little kids, little boys and girls look up to in the state of Ohio, who they try to be like. It's not necessarily the spitting image of who you'd want to be the face of your franchise. That being said, I think from now on, for the rest of this episode, we should talk about Deshaun Watson, the football player, not Deshaun Watson, the person. Because those are two extremely different things in my mind. The person, I probably don't want him as a Brown. There, you could get into it, that despite not being actually having charges, you don't get 22 sexual allegations by 22 different women for being a stand-up guy. That's not how life works. So I think we can all say, Sean Watts' person, probably not a good person, probably not the guy we want. But Deshaun Watson, the football player, is an excellent quarterback that could change the course of the franchise. So I want to get that out there. We can talk about the Deshaun Watson trade or the possibility of Deshaun Watson trades in the context of him being an excellent football player, not necessarily an excellent human being. That is a great point, Brandon. So from now on, we're just going to try our best to separate the player and the person because the player is extremely talented, the person is uh, obviously is 
committed some deplorable uh, acts. Well, well, I think the player, Deshaun Watson, makes us an immediate Super Bowl contender. Like, that's low-key the... I mean, we'll sure up our defense and our wide receiver rooms, but that's the one position that's lacking on this team. You have a top five defense, a top three offensive line, one of the best running back duos in the league. I mean, you get a quarterback that can do really anything, run it, throw it, you, you're, you're, I mean, you have to do something to compete with Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, um, Patrick Mahomes. Now throwing Russell Wilson. Russ. Joe Burrow. So you have to do something at quarterback. And Deshaun Watson is probably the best option. I mean, there's no one else out there. Carter is good, but he's not going to compete with those guys. The only no, thing. The honest truth. Is he hasn't played football in over a year. We don't know what he would be like now, because if anyone stops, I'm sure he was still like throwing it and everything, like practicing, but he hasn't played an actual game of football in a very long time. We don't know if that affected anything. Well, he also there. There's also the chance that he is suspended uh, by the NFL. Uh, they could retroactively suspend him because uh, he already missed a whole year. Um, but I would think that there might be at least you know a shorter suspension at, at the very least to two to four games um just added on to what happened last season uh but i am yeah. worried about the fallout that will happen with browns fans i mean browns twitter is already fragile enough and i know that this isn't necessarily talking about deshaun the person but like browns twitter is so fragile and overreacts to everything and it wouldn't necessarily be an overreaction but they react to everything very strongly so if we sign it, this fan base is going to be very split because you have your Baker bros, your Baker haters, and then you have people that are like, we don't want this person on our team, as Brandon was saying, and you have people who say, I don't care, just give me the talk about the football player or whatever. So it's just going to tear this fan base apart. Do you think that would so. <laughs> cost ticket sales? Because I don't. <laughs> I don't think it would so, cost ticket sales. I don't think that there really is a – I don't think there is a non-organizational reason to – like avoid it. I mean, obviously, it'll be like the, it'll be like a magnified version of the Cream Hunt, where at first, like everyone was like, "Why did you sign Cream Hunt? He did these terrible things or whatever." Yeah. And then they forget Here's the about thing. it and they winning. Years winning later. changes everything. If the Browns win with Deshaun Watson, and you know, all of that stuff is left behind him, people, you know, some people might people won't forget because obviously this is much higher profile than you know Cream Hunt, who while he did do you know some some terrible things. He's a running back. He's not necessarily, you know, a superstar. Um, Deshaun Watson is a superstar. Probably at the time when this happened, a top five quarterback in the in the NFL. Um, so, and then obviously, this may not even be an issue that we need to talk about because there are three other teams here that we need to um, discuss that he may want to go to over the Browns, and that's the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. I think it makes sense for the Saints. Makes some sense for the Panthers. It doesn't make much sense for the Falcons. Um, yep. What are your guys' yep. takes? I would say I think if he goes to the Saints or the Falcons, he's almost a non-factor. It doesn't get much better than what he had in Houston. I mean, the Saints are a great organization, much better organization than Texans. But that roster kind of sucks. If Mike Thomas still does Mike Thomas things, they have no wide receivers. They don't have a running back right now because Alvin Kamara is in a, it literally in the jailhouse, doghouse. I've <laughs> He was in the jailhouse. He's now he's in the, the doghouse. 
Um, the defense is in. They got a brand new head coach who hasn't had much success as a head coach otherwise. And the Falcons, we know the Falcons suck. They literally don't have a they don't have a wide receiver on their roster right now. Keep in mind. I thought they, they had Zacchaeus. Not, he's not signed yet, though. They tendered oh. him. <laughs> like as we sit here today, they do not have a single wide receiver. They got on their Kyle roster. Pitts. He's a wide receiver basically. Tight end. He's, <laughs> but I think the Panthers would be really interesting. They yeah. started out the year hot last year. They really did. The defense yeah. is decent. Against- they have good wide receivers. A healthy Christian McCaffrey with Deshaun Watson, DJ but, Moore, Robbie Anderson would be that'd be a really good offense. Yeah, but they have no offensive line at all. Well, good thing he's athletic. <laughs> uh, their defense is meh at best. They just lost their best pass rusher to the Eagles. Um, Stephon Gilmore's a free agent. He's gone. So uh, he's supposed, to, about he's supposed to leave. Um, and also the Panthers started out hot, but I'm pretty sure at least two of their first ga- three games were the Jets and the Jags. So... But cool, cool off on that. Oh, and I think the Texans too. I think, um, yeah, I think was, the first three games with the Jags, on, Jets, uh, and Texans. He's also playing on Blaze's team, but that's besides mm-hmm. the point. Yeah. No, they started um, doing bad once I picked up Sam Darnold because he was doing good. <laughs> I, I will say though that of the three teams, the Panthers might be the least stable uh, in terms of their owner is a hyper aggressive guy. Their coaching – Matt Rule's on his – like, he's on the hot seat for sure. Um, so even if they, you know, get Watson and they don't do well that first year, Matt Rule could be God. He could be having a new head coach right off the bat. Um, they have some holes to fix on the roster. I think the Saints roster is better than um, you give it credit for, Brandon. I mean, they're losing a couple guys, but that was still top 10 defense in the NFL last year. And with yeah. Jameis Winston and no wide receivers, they were 5-2. and two. Um and well, Michael Thomas, Camara, though. Yeah, but true. But Michael Thomas has said that he is planning on returning. Sean Payton was a big reason why Michael Thomas didn't play, and Sean Payton's gone now. So I'll believe it when I see it. I don't trust yeah. that guy. Yeah, I think that the only reason the Falcons are in it is to drive up the price or shit talk the Probably Panthers just so and the Saints. Saints and Panthers don't get him. Yes, the because they're move. all they're all in the same division, like. Three teams in the same division are going after it. I mean, the only one that's not just had Tom Brady, Sam coming back. Apparently, so like from what yeah. I saw was Deshaun Watson reached out personally to the Falcons, like getting information that's, on them. Look, Atlanta, than the Falcons. he is from Georgia. Yes, he is from Georgia. If you want to go to, I mean, Atlanta is the biggest city in the South. I mean, it's the it's a right. hub. Um, but like Brandon said, they don't have many offensive weapons. They also are strapped with a. Stupid contract in Matt Ryan. And even if they were to trade Matt Ryan to someone else, they would still incur a $40 million cap hit for Matt Ryan. No matter what they do with him. If they even if they trade him, it's $40 million for Matt Ryan. Holy shit. And so they won't be able to sign a lot of players because I'm pretty sure they don't have any cap room right now. They don't, and they'd they have, have to a give running up, back. They don't have they any don't, wide receivers. They have so Cordell Patterson's a free their agent. Offensive yeah. line, too, their offensive line is not good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jalen Mayfield, who they drafted like the second or third round out of Michigan, was like the most penalized offensive lineman ever as a rookie. Because <laughs> you went to Michigan. <laughs> he was Question. straight terrible. What? Are the Falcons the worst team in football right now? No. Without a wide receiver? Yeah, who are going to fucking throw it to? Nah, I don't think they're the worst. I think Seattle's the worst. <laughs> Brandon, according to Over the Cap, 
if they traded Matt Ryan pre June first, it's actually fifty five million dollars in dead money. Yes, <laughs> they have fuck. no chance. They have no chance of getting Deshaun Watson. I I, I was listening cap? to two hundred. Two, oh like my 210. God, that's a it's, fourth of your yes, salary. Yes. Uh, I, I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and they were they were like, I would love to see the 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 Falcons try and trade for Deshaun Watson just because I want to see how they do it. I just want to see how they would do it. Because how? it's impossible. I think how Arthur Blank needs like to play 40 some million? retro bowl. 38 million? Yeah. He needs some retro bowl. I'm pretty sure so, so 50, here, 55 plus 38 million is a although I did 93 million. I did read something that the Texans before trading him could conceivably renegotiate his deal to where his captain is down to 8 million. Okay. Was that Brandon? Sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing. Okay. If <laughs> I pulled up Deshaun's contract and the dead money said 51 million and I thought that was if they trade him, but that's if they cut him. Yeah, no. So no, yeah. his cap number, this his base salary is thirty five million, and his cap hit is forty million. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure they can negotiate. They can renegotiate and convert a lot of that to signing and get his cap hit down to eight million. Um, if yeah. they were to trade him, if but, they trade him, they still owe him sixteen million dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think it's possible for Atlanta to get him, but you know they can do their best. <laughs> I want to see it now. Yeah, it'll be pretty funny to see. Just to see how they do it. Could you imagine uh, if they just cut him and ate all of that? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but anyway, we'll talk quickly. We'll touch on the teams that still need a quarterback. Um, so, obviously, the Saints and Panthers need quarterbacks. They don't – I mean, Taysom mm-hmm. Hill is there. But nobody thinks Taysom Hill is going to be their quarterback. Fuck um, Sean Payton's gone, so that might be – Sean Payton's not there to give yeah. him another extension. What do, what do we think <laughs> – if we if we had to guess right now who is the Saints day one quarterback? Jameis. I think Jameis is going to come. I think back. I agree. I think he's coming. What back. about Panthers? I think it's a rookie. I, don't I know think which it's Deshaun. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson's going. Oh wait, I forgot he exists. Well, no, he'll be suspended. I David, think it's PJ yeah. Walker. No, Sam Darnold. <laughs> oh wait, he's still under contract. Yeah, they they picked oh, up his fifth year option. My goodness. Uh yeah, they went they went five and zero and they went yeah we like this guy. They went three and zero and then they <laughs> proceeded to they lose like uh like twenty million. It's the same as Baker, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he was like the f- sixth pick or something. Third or pick, yeah. pick Well, uh, if, they tra- if they if they can include him in a trade, they owe him nothing. But if they cut him, they owe him nineteen yeah, million dollars. Texans aren't going to take Sam Donald back. Um, the other team that doesn't have quarterback now is the Colts. Uh, and that is where Blaze's favorite player could come in and make a reappearance. Garner Foot Minshew the second. I could definitely see that happening in Indianapolis. <laughs> it's it's either him or Jimmy G. Yep. Yeah. I also Jimmy think Jimmy G is uh, coming off of shoulder surgery and Gardner Foot Minshew the second is very healthy. I think a a uh, a dark horse here is uh <laughs> our our man from Oregon, Marcus Mariota. Oregon. Oregon. Oh, I, I think he, he was be a free agent too. Yeah, he was a backup in Vegas. Um, he was fine. I mean, I would, he, I wouldn't mind him as a Browns backup. Yeah, I think he'll get paid too much. To do we still do have Nick Mullins? Uh, Did you call him Dick Mullins? Dick, Dick Mullins. Mullins? <laughs> Big Dick Mullins. <laughs> Mulling over these dicks. Uh huh. Yeah. So we'll see what the Colts do. Jimmy G or, or Gardner Minshew are probably um, the shots. I would say if. if the Panthers don't get 
Deshaun Watson, I think Jimmy G could be a a, a fit there as well. Um, Jimmy yeah. G's got to go somewhere, right? He's going to be the starter somewhere, but he's please, running out of please. spots. Somewhere, right? Please? Please? Seattle. Seattle, maybe? No, they're not going to trade him to Seattle. Oh, no, you're right about that inner division. Yeah, who would Seattle's quarterback be? Drew Locke. It's not going to be Drew Locke. Drew Locke. No chance. No chance. What if they trade for Gardner Minshew, bring him back like, to Washington? I feel, like Wa- I feel like he makes more sense in Washington. Jimmy G makes more sense in Indy. Yeah. That'd be fun. But there's I think not that many Seattle starting, might draft a quarterback. There's not that many starting level quarterbacks. But I think you're right. Odds are it's probably a rookie for Seattle or Baker if the Browns move on. All righty. That, I think, concludes our quarterback talk. Wow, first section out of the way, and we're 40 minutes in. Let's go. I love right. quarterbacks. On to free agency. So, Woo. free agency started the t- legal tampering period, or the negotiation period, as the NFL calls it, started on Monday at 1 o'clock, and a lot of deals have been agreed upon so far. No, none have been signed yet. That comes tomorrow, Wednesday, um, at 1 or so. Uh, but during the regular season, we do tops, flops, and drops every week for the NFL and fantasy. Um, so we're going to do that um, with free agency. So I'm going to – I have a list of free agent uh, signings as well as some traded players. Uh, and we're going to go around and do whether it's a top, flop, or drop. Blaze. Do you want to give your salary spiel, yes. Brandon? Yeah. Before oh, we get into yeah. it, Brandon, do you want to explain how the salary cap works? Because yeah. we were all confused upon this so. coming in. The, I, I listened to an hour-long podcast the other day of just a guy trying to explain the NFL salary cap. That's just that's how much of a nerd I am. First, that was on a Sunday. Like I had free time, and that's what I decided to do with my free time. <laughs> nice, but it is insanely confusing. It's so much more complex than like NBA contracts because there's so many little loopholes you can get into. So essentially, there's there's two different, three different types of money that these contracts are full of. It's base salary bonus and guaranteed money so when they sign the contracts the guaranteed salary is normally a percentage of what the base salary is or a percentage of what the contract is signed for so no matter what they are guaranteed that money no matter when they are cut or traded or retire or actually it might be void no it's not retired yeah they give up with that retirement because i know andrew luck had to give up a lot of his money so they're guaranteed that no matter what and then the base salary is what they would get during the year if they were to play for the team or be on the team's roster. And then the roster bonus is a confusing part because this is where the loophole comes in. A roster bonus is, it's I believe it is guaranteed, but it does not have to be paid out that year, whereas the, the guaranteed portion of the base salary does, unless they come to some kind of restructuring agreement. So the roster bonus can be spread out over multiple years, and that's where you get the cap loopholes like what the Saints are doing, what the Packers are doing, because it's essentially like you have a credit card and I just bought Aaron Rodgers on credit. He's getting the same money regardless, but I don't have to pay it today. I can pay it later. I can keep pushing it down the line and down the line. So even though we are we're paying for Aaron Rodgers, we're paying him what he's going to make no matter what, it doesn't hit our cap. So then we, we are under the cap and we can sign other players even though that money is still in our docket, it's just later. And then when you cut a player, that that bonus can be paid out over multiple years. It does not come out in one lump sum. So for an example, Austin Hooper, the Browns owe him, I think it is $11 million no matter what. 
so they could they cut him today. They still have to pay him eleven million dollars, but it'll be over, I think, two years. Whereas if they cut him post June first, I think it's over three years or something weird like that. But no matter what, Austin Hooper is owed eleven million dollars. That does not change Boom. whether he's on the team, whether he gets traded, or whether he gets cut. He is getting that now, money because it is guaranteed. I have a question. That $11 million, if he does get traded, does that $11 million then fall on the team that traded for him? Or is that still Cleveland's priority? Because my understanding is the team will trade for that contract. And now they have to accrue, at least in the future years, that money. Um, It depends on when he gets traded. Okay. Because I know the so, Browns will have to pay him at least like some money this year, whether he gets traded or not. But like years after... Yeah, I the think guaranteed money because I think it would transfer because then the Texans would still be paying Deshaun Watson contract like in three years, which you know. I yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. And on the that. Eagles, I I think that's it. That's the case because the Eagles got out of Carson Wentz's deal. Um, yeah, I, I'm other than not, that yeah. one year because they're not, not paying. Carson not 100 percent sure. I'm defaulting to what over the cap says. And over the cap says a pre-June first trade for Austin Hooper. We still are on the dock for eleven million dollars this year, which I don't think is right. Like I honestly don't no. think that's right, but that's what it's telling me. Hmm. Yeah, the, the trade portion is confusing. I don't know who picks up what money. Yeah, do you want right. to anyway. go over the franchise tag too? Uh, the franchise tag is the the normal franchise tag is a one year contract that I believe is the average salary of the top five players at the position. Yeah. Hmm? And that's like that counts as towards the cap. It's base yep. salary. You're paying, and it's that. fully guaranteed. That's why if the Browns were to now restructure or sign Najoku to a longer deal, it would replace the franchise tag, and they'd definitely save money this year on the cap. Mm-hmm. And they so, have until I believe June or July first to do that, or something think, like that. I think you're right. Uh, anyway, so that was a little bit of cap knowledge. Who knew the NFL was for accounting nerds? It's very um, complex. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and read off just a couple of the big time free agent signings because I know um, we're we're all not necessarily in the weeds of all the you know free agents that were here. So some of the players we don't know. Um, but I will go ahead and start with a trade actually, and it was one of the big tra- non quarterback trades that happened last week, and that was Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Uh, believe the Chargers gave up a second and a sixth. I don't remember what years they were. I think they either they're both this year or once this year and once next year. Um, so are we saying top flop or drop for the Chargers uh, turning for Cleo Mack? That's a big top. You got Cleo Mack, Derwin James, and Joey Bosa all on the same line. It's, it's going to be scary. And then that doesn't even include the other free agent signings that the Chargers have done that we'll get into later. Huge top. Um, Massive top. Top me off. The only reason I... And remember, flop does not mean it's going to be a flop. Flop means iffy and we're unsure how it's going to play out. I'm going to say flop because he's had a little bit of injury history the past few years. And they didn't give up much for him. That's why it's it could it was a second and a six, which isn't a lot. Um, but if he's not able to stay healthy, kind of sucks for them. And he's getting kind of old. But but I think yeah. there's more upside than downside. Yeah. So I'm going to say flop. Tre- Trevor's right. If if healthy, it is a huge W for the Chargers. If he does not play much, they're on the line for a lot of cap. It, they trade some year? draft capital. I would disagree with that because he has no guaranteed money left. They can cut him today and pay nothing. Even like today they could pay nothing or they have to wait till next year? I'm pretty year? sure it's today they can pay nothing. 
Um, and even then, like, they don't necessarily need the cap space this year. So they'll cut him. They can cut him next year if he's, you know, no, Brian's right. He has no guaranteed money left on his contract. So I think it's it's a that's almost a huge no w, lose, then. Yeah, Trevor's it's a wrong. no lose situation. Okay, okay, all right. I will. I'll Plus, accept my loss. Fun fun know. fact: Brandon Staley was in Chicago the year they traded for Khalil Mack, and he oh, dominated that first uh, year on defense. So he's he's a he's a so big, he knows he's a the big defense. What was, what was he on that team? He wasn't the DC. No, he wasn't the DC. He was an assistant coach or something. I just know. I just, I heard that. All right, so we're all oh, saying I, top for that. He's only that, 31. Think, yeah. I think it'll be like Jadevian Clowney last year with the Browns were like, he wasn't doing – he was regressing a bit, but then he came to the Browns for like a new start and coming off of Miles Garrett on the other side, I think he'll benefit him, and I think that'll be like the same with Joey Bosa and Derwin James on that line is he can only benefit from that really. We have to face the Chargers next year. If Baker's uh, our quarterback, he's actually going to die. That we do. It's a, it, at least it's at home. Not that it matters. It doesn't matter. All right. Um, next player, we're going to stick with the Chargers because I just I, I want to keep this moving. Uh, no, no, I agree. Uh, we got Mike Williams re-signing three years, $60 million. Uh, Brandon, you start with this one. He's good. He had some great games last week, last year. But he's been the most inconsistent receiver I've ever seen of. He's always been hurt. He had one good year, and now you're paying him as an elite wide receiver, which maybe they had to because Keenan Allen's also getting a little older. He's slowing down a little bit, so they still need weapons for, for Herbert. But I, I don't think he's on the same level as maybe even Amari Cooper. That's somebody he's getting paid basically the same as. I don't even know if he's on Amari Cooper's level. He's getting paid more than Chris Godwin. I don't think he's on Chris Godwin's level. I don't think That's he's on only because of the franchise tag, I think. I don't think he's I on Tyreek Hill's level. He's getting paid more than him, getting paid more than Michael Thomas. Well, here's the thing. You got you to gotta think about these contracts that were signed years ago yeah. versus the market now. So the market now, and we'll get into this, is fucking crazy. Um, but, you know, 20 mil a year for a – High end to receive number two receiver when he's healthy. That might be the market now. Trevor, I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Brandon here. It's a flop, kind of unsure. He was sort of streaky last year, um, especially with you know I mean fantasy points was an indication of him being streaky. Some games he only had like one or two catches. Um, you did get a first for him, um, and it, like I said, yeah, like Brandon said, it seems like a lot of money. Like so, I I don't know. We're, we'll see what happens. I mean. He Herbert has chemistry with him, so obviously he's good for them. Um, but I'm I'm going to say flop here. I'm going to be in the mix. Yeah, so. I think they had to. I'm also going flop. A lot of money, but like Brandon said, they have to. I get it. I get where it's coming from, especially when you look at the other wide receiver moves that we'll get into later. I get it, but it's just still a lot. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and it's not really too much of a commitment. I mean, Herbert's on a rookie deal for the next two, two, three years. So that contract will be up when Herbert's contract is kicking in. So they can afford it right now. I will also agree. I think it's a flop, but it has potential to be a top. Because I think if he puts it all together and is more consistent, he could be worth it. Uh, We'll keep it in in, uh, Los Angeles. We'll go with uh, J.C. Jackson. Signed a five-year, I believe, eighty-five and a half million dollar deal. Um, Mister Mister Int himself um, with the Chargers. What are we saying? 
I think this one's a top for sure, especially with the acquisition of Khalil Mack. I think that defense, on paper, at least a top five in the AFC. It's going to be scary. J.C. Jackson is an amazing football player. And although it's that's a big contract, it's it's worth it for the player you're getting out of him and for a much needed help on the Chargers, I think. I think this is a top for sure. I am going to agree. This is a top. It's my first top. Um, that's what she said. I, <laughs> never gotten top before. Um, okay, so... Um, do they, do the Chargers have any other like secondary players that were decent last Chris year? Harris. Is, 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 I don't know what Asante. I, like, I don't know. Oh, any, Chris Asante Harris isn't Sane. on their con- Chris Harris isn't no. under contract anymore. No, I think he signed a different deal. Oh. Signed somewhere else. Oh, maybe so, like, he did. They I didn't have know. anybody. So signing JC Jackson is an automatic up unrestricted free agent. So, so I mean, they have Asante just signing him. So yeah, they, they, they are, they're shoring up the back end of their defense, which their defense was probably a weak spot for them last year. Uh, what probably was there was their weak spot other than their line. Um, so I think it was definitely a top for the Chargers organization. Oh, well, it was like right. that Browns game that was 47, 43 or 42 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we just threw it over top of them. So mm. I would say that, that, that was more of a line. defensive line issue for the Chargers. Than a In, interior issue. defensive line. Was uh, big which they will year. address. In, they got Lenvel Joseph. This is by uh, Sebastian Joseph Day as well. Yeah, they, they signed two T-tackles. But yeah. The, uh, the, anyway, the, J, the J.C. Jacks designing huge W for the Chargers. And also a huge W for the Browns. Does that kind of reset the cornerback market for Denzel's extension? Because he came in at 16 per year, which is lower than what a lot of people thought. Mm-hmm. Which could help so we'll the Browns. See. All right. Moving on. I just I want to keep these going quick because I have quite a few names. Um, Marcus Williams just signed a five-year, $70 million deal with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so the Ravens got better. Um, what are we thinking? I'm eh. thinking, yeah, flop. It's, I don't know, probably Ravens bias for hating them. Um, I kind of hope he fails, but he's a good player. He did good on the Saints. Um, Ravens definitely, definitely need secondary help. And he's a good player. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I would say flop only for the reason of I think it's a little bit rich for a safety market um Marcus Williams has been a top 10 safety since he entered the league I think he's been very good um he's definitely worth you know being one of the top paid safeties in the league but it's a lot of money to pay for a safety so we'll see how he does um John Johnson I believe is like an 11 mil a year or something like that um or 13 um, 11.25 okay 11.25 and Marcus Williams is about 14. So it's incremental growth for the safety position. So it's probably where lower market value is, but you know, it's a safety and he's not a top three safety in the NFL. So. Yeah. All right. I agree with that. Just flop. Not much else to say. So, yeah, I mean, they had the cap room. They needed help in the secondary. They got the help in the secondary. So I'll say top for that reason. If he plays well, Marlon Humphrey comes back healthy. The Ravens all of a sudden go from a, the worst secondary I've ever seen in my life. To possibly an above average secondary, and that means a lot for that defense. Yeah, I think they still need a corner or two because I don't know if Marcus Peters is still there um, or not. But oh uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't Moving know on, we will go to uh, the Cowboys where he signed Michael Gallup to a five or what was it? Five year, sixty five billion or something like that. Yeah, it was about eleven or twelve million. Yeah. Um, so what are we thinking? Uh, this is post Amari Cooper trade. <sighs> post Amari Cooper. I would say flop. Pre Amari Cooper, I would have said drop 100%. Um, I think CD Lamb is a better receiver than Michael Gallup. Um, it's a lot of money, but after giving Amari Cooper away, I get the move. Um, just a little expensive for me, I think. I don't know what to classify this because he's your number two receiver now because Cedric Wilson signed with the Dolphins, yep. I believe. Yeah. So you only have two wide receivers on the raw. I mean, I guess you have Dalton Schultz as your tight end. I don't even know who else is there. Um, Noah Brown. Noah Brown. Um, I can't think of it. There's another guy. Right. Well, and that's the reason I'm, I'm saying, because you're, you're treating him as your number two guy. So I'm going to call it a flop here. Uh, he did get hurt last year. Hopefully he comes back okay this year. I don't remember if he played at the end of the season. No, he tore his ACL yeah. about week, week 10 or 14. Yeah. Oh, he, that's when he tore it was at the end of the season. Okay, so he's going to miss the the season, yeah. half the year next year. Mm, so, depends. I mean, he might miss we'll a couple games. He recovers, but, right. but I'm going to agree with Blaze here. I'm going to say flop. But I'm, I'm on the higher end of flop yeah, because you needed that receiver. I agree. Yeah, I was I was leaning towards flop at first when I saw this. Because so I was like, ah, it seems like a lot of money for Michael Gallup. And then I realized how much Christian Kirk made, how much Mike Williams made. And the fact that they're paying Michael Gallup almost $9 million less a year than Christian Kirk is making is almost a steal. In my mind, maybe I would have gone Cedric Wilson instead, took that cap saving and spent it elsewhere because they have a black hole of a running back in terms of a cap situation right now. So they probably need all the space they can get. But I like Michael Gallup. He's a really good number two receiver when he's healthy. And I think $11 million is about right. In this in this market, so I'll, I'll say top so long as he comes back healthy. Yeah, I will agree with Brandon here. For the way the market is looking, that is a great deal for Michael Gallup. He almost and got paid the same as Zay Jones. It's and here's the thing: it's going to look even better as the years go on because cap's going to go up. These contracts are going to start to balloon, and if you're paying 11 million for your number two receiver, that's going to be like pretty good value in like two three years. So. Uh, and I think Michael Gallup has proven he could be an effective receiver. I mean, he not necessarily the number two in that Dallas offense, but he was always a you know Dak a favorite target of Dak's, and you know he performed well in pretty much every, uh, most circumstances. So I like the move. I'll give it a top. Uh, speaking of resetting the wide receiver market, when this got announced, and we we thought you know we we got the full incentive laden contract of four years, eighty four million. Um, we 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 were stunned, but it's actually a four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal for Christian Kirk, with I believe incentives to go up to eighty-four. Uh, Blaze, you're giving me the thumbs down. I assume that means you have to have something to say. This uh, I would say this is the second biggest drop out of these free agents that I can think of. Um, that's a lot of money for. A number two, number three un- receiver from uh, the Cardinals. An unproven wide receiver. Yeah. And going to the Jags. Like. <sighs> Makes sense. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's a lot of money. I, I, I agree to drop. I think the most receiving yards he's had in the season is maybe 700, 750. It was this year. Um, he, 
Yeah, which was this year. I thought he had 900. Which... I don't think so. I Brandon, look at no, our seconds. <laughs> I was ready. Oh, I had, pro, either... I had pro, pro football focus pulled up. I had over the cap pulled up. Either way, you're paying him who was the second, third best receiver Bef- in Arizona. He had 982 Bef- yards. Oh, I was going to make a I guess. 982. Well, he, he had like so 70 still plus thousand yard receiver. Brian was right, okay. and yes, he had seventy seven catches. Man, Brian, can I guess the touchdowns? Sure, six. No, he had five. Three. You oh, bitch. God, yeah, Brian's. Oh, he had. Wait, wait, wait. Never mind. I read it wrong. I thought wow. it said he had one rushing touchdown. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> zero. Zero. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to go drop here just because of, first of all, the resetting of the market, which is going to make Devontae Adams get $30 million, which is why he's not playing under the tag this year. Because he's like, oh, if Christian Kirk's getting that money from the Jags, you guys are paying me $30 million plus a year. They found the, the money for uh, Aaron Rodgers, so they can find the money for Devontae Adams if they really Just want to. It's a million dollars this year. You can make $30 million. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I'm just, it's a drop for me. So, Oh, Brandon. Yeah. 100%. I, I really like Christian Kirk. He's one of the people that I put on my short list for Browns hopeful resignings. But for this much, hell no. Christian Kirk <laughs> had half the season last year as the Cardinals' number one receiver, and he was mid. He is a wide receiver, too, at his peak, and he is almost making Amari Cooper money. And I'm relating all this to our Amari Cooper Amari money. Cooper. I'm relating it all to Cooper because I'm trying to cope with the fact that we're also paying Amari Cooper $20 million. But that's looking a whole lot better based on all these stupid wide receiver signings. Mm-hmm. Fox, yes. drop, whatever's worse. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, drop, drop, drop is drop, drop is bad. Uh, oh, shit, what was I going to say? I don't even remember. You guys got me all riled up. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. That's what, that's what you're going to say. <laughs> yep, yep. I was thinking, I was like Brandon, I was also thinking, hey, the Browns could get him, you know, number two receiver, like paying like eight to ten million. I He's guess that would be his high receiver. end. And pff, nope, you're going to pay 18 million a year, you know. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Well, the DeAndre Hopkins is making the most money as a wide receiver. He's making 27 million this year. So it's not like this like reset reset the market but it certainly uh reset the market for well, wide for, receiver twos it, it reset it for say, like mid receivers yeah, <laughs> yeah cuz he's a mid receiver so if you're a top receiver you're going to expect a lot more than I that i think chris godwin's going to ask for 25 devonta is going to ask for 30 yeah it's mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's going to get painful these women having these. a mid off out here <laughs> <laughs> all right Great. Speaking speaking of at like not what? even mid, this is below average. But Zay Jones got three years, <laughs> thirty million. This got three was years, my biggest drop of the year. Uh, Christian Kirk was number two. He who is the number hell one. Is Zay Jones? I mean, I don't he was know. Who on he, the is. Raiders. he was on the Raiders. I know who right? he is, but who the hell is Zay Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I thought he would get signed for like he six had or seven receiving yards last year. I he thought he would get like six million. I thought he would get six million. But I would got even argue number three. I was just saying, I thought he was the third best behind Braylon Edwards or Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards. What, is that what is that his name? No, that's that's not Braylon Edwards. Was like, wasn't he? Did he go to Ohio State? No, Braylon Edwards was the Michigan receiver oh, Michigan, that, yeah. that played for the Browns and had stone hands. Well, played for the, the Jets. What's the Edwards. Brian what's the Edwards, Edwards guy on is it, oh Brian. Maybe Edwards, I don't sorry. even know. No, it is Brian Edwards. <laughs> 
but either way, I would argue he was third behind him. So. I don't think he was third behind Brian. <laughs> Brian was his ass. I think yeah. he was the third best receiver. 500 receiving. Uh, third best receiver because I would put Darren Waller in that. So, um, what about Deshaun Jackson? He got cut. <laughs> <laughs> From, he, well, he signed after getting cut, so he's not. He, he can't be. Can't be a top receiver. Uh, ask Skip Bayless about Odell. Either way, Zay um, Jones. Brandon, you have a question. When I saw this contract, I literally almost sent you guys. You know, like the the Cody Co meme where they are like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> That's exactly the way I felt at work when I saw this. I almost oh, got up. I almost had to quit my job. I was so flabbergasted. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got another Jacksonville Jaguars signing for you guys. Um, oh, what a God. surprise. Brandon Schur for three years, $50 million. Fuck Schur. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know who he is. Money still. <laughs> he was a Washington Commanders guard. I actually think it was a good signing. He he was a Pro Bowl guard. No, it's it, that one's good. Okay, I'll give that guard, offensive that line, Jacksonville needs help with. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right, all right. These two I kind of looped together because they got the same or like roughly the same deal. But Emmanuel Ogba and Hassan Reddick each got about $15 million a year. I think uh, Ogba got four years and Reddick got three or roughly that. Um, Both but, with man, the Dolphins? Dorsey looks like a real big dumbass right now. Ogba re signed with the Dolphins. Uh, Reddick went to Philadelphia. Philly? So I, I, I like the Ogba one. I was hoping the Browns yes. would get him back. A little reunion. Too much money, um, but I think it's I think it's good for the Dolphins. Reddick, I have no opinion this. on. Yeah, well, they lo- wait. Where, where did Reddick sign with Philly? Okay, yeah, I think they're both mid. You know, as long Hassan as Reddick over the last two years has like the fifth or sixth most sacks in the NFL. Yep, really? yeah. he's okay. criminally underrated. Yeah, I think Philly. Honestly, I would say that was a top. I think Philly got a, a good deal with. Three years, forty-five. I think he he reminds me a lot of the Trey Hendrickson deal. He got um, the same exact deal, basically. Yeah, uh, okay. and that worked out for Cincinnati. And they're both they both get a lot of sacks. Um, they're both a little underrated, so I think it'll be a good good deal for them. Um, Agba, he really has only had one real productive year. This was his best year, so I'm a little more hesitant on that one because it's a longer deal, um, and it's for less, slightly less production, but. It's still fine for what you're going to pay for a pass rusher. He was all right his last year with the Chiefs, or his only year with the Chiefs, right? He did play on the Chiefs for at least a year. I don't know how. I mean, yeah, I guess he had, he had nine sacks this year and nine sacks the previous year with Miami. Okay. So he's had two good years. Yeah. The edge rushers just make so much money. It's such yeah. a premium position. Uh-huh. If yep. you can get five plus sacks, you're getting the bag. Uh, speaking of edge rushers, this was just announced today. The Cowboys, no wait, the Denver Broncos signed Randy Gregory to a five-year, $70 million deal. Um, I think this was a very good deal for the Denver Broncos. Randy Gregory is coming off a career year. He was a monster. I don't. I think he had like 11 sacks or something, something like that. But... This is what you're going to pay for a premium pass rusher, and Denver got one. And so now they have Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory as yeah. their pass rusher. After getting, after getting rid of Vaughn Miller, yeah, I, I would say it's a top. You needed mm. someone else over there, so I think it's a good deal for him. I, I, would, I would give this a top. He only Definitely had six sacks. He only had six sacks? I he feel like he had six, a lot of QB pressures then. Six sacks in 11 games. Okay, that's not bad. 
So that was. I feel like he had more of an impact in that shows too. That's like a a nine nine or ten sack pace. Yeah. Yeah. And I I believe he had way more of an impact than the numbers show because Mm -hmm. he was very well graded in uh, PFF. He had 17 QB hits. Pro Football Focus does not have QB rushes, sadly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think it's a solid move that the Broncos are going all in. And when you go all in, you might as well go all the fuck in. It's too bad that every other team in their division is going all in except for the Raiders. Yeah, the the Chargers went even more all in. All inner, if you would. He did what in her? <laughs> <laughs> you put what in her? <laughs> all right. Uh, that is all of the names that I have. If there's any more that you want to um, add. The only Amari other Cooper. one was... No, we're going to well, talk about no, that's the, part of the Browns. Um, yeah. Bears. Bears signed him. Cincinnati. Beats Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi. I did have Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi. Um, I, I don't know what that contract was. Three years, 40 million. <laughs> Not not awful. I not like terrible. Larry. I would say Larry was it would always be a one of flop. my favorites when he was on the brands. It's a little much. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's it was a it's a little much. I would say I, I would say a flop. Yeah. But but that was the only one I could think of. So yeah, um, that's not the Browns stuff. Um, there's like, other Jacksonville ones, but you wouldn't know them. So <laughs> can we? Do you want to talk Oluokan, about the fact that they they cut um, Oh Miles they cut, Jack. They cut Miles Jack. What 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 are they doing? What what is he making in there? It's because all the wide receivers are having. All the wide receivers are having the mid-off, so they're like, oh, well, we need to get rid well, of this. Well, no, because they signed a linebacker for three years, $45 million, Or four <laughs> years, $45 F- uh, Somebody, uh, Fadakasi Oluwakan. Again. Oluwakan. Oluwakan. The The Snoop Dogg who? Pinecone? Is that what you said? <laughs> Foyasade Oluwakun. Oh, I found him. He Fo- played for the Asada? Falcons. Poyo Asada, which Poyo by the way, Asada. The Poyo Asada. No, oh, the Poyo Asada from so Chipotle good. was very, very oh, good. Great. I great. loved it. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that Jacksonville signed them for a three-year deal. I, I, I don't know so. if I would have paid Poyo Asada 15 mil, but it is really good. And cutting for, for eight bucks and, from Chipotle, and cutting Miles Pepperjack. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Cut the cheese. <laughs> they cut the cheese. They cut the cheese. <laughs> It better not be cut. No damn cheese in this deli. <laughs> it's, it's either the pepper jack or moderate jack. I don't even know. All right. <laughs> that, that's all we got for um, – well, actually, how about this one? We got one more. Uh, James Conner, three-year, 21 mil. Who? I'm James Conner? Con- Massive for my fantasy team. Top, oh, I like it. Top. We'll see. You might not top. have Kyler Murray. You might go play baseball. Um, yeah, yeah. No, he put all the Cardinal stuff back in his Instagram uh, profile. What a lo- what a little kid move, by the way. I know we haven't <laughs> talked about that, but Kyler oh, Murray God. seems like he has the personality of a sixteen year old. Yeah, he also has the height of a sixteen year old. He is a sixteen year old, Brandon. Yeah, you're right. Oh, all right. What? Yeah. What a what a little uh, little nincompoop, you know. Uh, what about Chase Edmonds? Last one. To the Dolphins? Eh, who cares? I love I loved yeah. the Dolphins move so far. They're fine. They're not breaking the bank and they're I don't think Chase Edmonds players. really fits the 49ers uh, running scheme. They 49ers. always have fast running backs. That's like the yeah, one but trait. I feel they like go Chase for. Edmonds is more of a receiver. No, he's just straight speed. Okay. 
I'm speed. I mean, right. they're pro- they're gonna they're gonna sign another power back. I would guarantee it. One but winner, I like the I like the Chase losers. Edmonds fit. I like the Stop Cedric Wilson fit. I eat losers for breakfast. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> He's doing. You said I am speed. <laughs> you sound, you sound out crazy like right now. Quotes. <laughs> Trevor is a car. All right, the baby. Uh, so now that we've talked about kind of what uh, free agent contracts have been like so far. Um, and obviously there's going to be more free agents yeah, like, to come. Like me drag. Me dragging these nuts across your face. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the gears turning in Trevor's head for the past minute waiting for Brian to start again just to say it. The finger something. over the mouth trying to keep his composure. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Are you done, Trevor? Yeah, I won't do it anymore, I promise. You sure? I just had to do one more. <laughs> Alrighty. I'm just going to keep going if you do it, by the Alrighty. way. Alrighty, we'll just cut out my audio. That's what she said. <laughs> Oof. That was a good one. So we've talked a lot about all of the free agent signs that have gone on so far in the new league year. Obviously, there'll be more to come. The, uh, players like Von Miller, Chandler Jones, Allen Robinson, Odell, uh, Dees have all not been signed. Um, but we want to talk about our team. Uh, so the Browns have had somewhat of a busy offseason. We've do- we've uh, made a big trade Made a our second ever franchise tag, um, and a couple small signing signs and trades the last few days. But we'll start it off with the biggest piece of news in the last few weeks, which is the Browns have acquired Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys uh, for a fifth round pick and a swap of sixth round picks. What a steal! Especially with the Kirk deal, it sounds like such a steal now. Mm-hmm. What are your guys' thoughts, Blaze and Brandon? I think it's a steal 100%. I know we take the 20 mil cap hit, but for a fifth round and swapping six for Amari Cooper, who is one of the best receivers in the league, one of, I would say, top five route runners in the league, that's a steal. I, I'm i very happy with that. And he really fits into Stefanski's team, especially better than – I was talking to Brandon about this because I, I didn't realize that Odell necessarily didn't run routes and he was more of a freelancer. Um, which I guess makes sense now. But if Amari Cooper is running his routes with the timing offense that we have, it seems like it might work a little bit better with that chemistry there. So I, I think it was a good trade for us. So I'm I'm concerned. I think he, he is a better receiver as we sit here today than Jarvis was. So we got better in that aspect. But I don't think Amari Cooper is a bona fide number one receiver anymore. I think he's That's really fair. good. But his production the last couple of years, honestly, since since the the his, since his first year with the Cowboys has been, eh. I mean, obviously the Cowboys know and think that C.D. Lamb is better than him, and that they'd rather have C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup than C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper at twenty million dollars. So that that tells me something about what they think of Cooper. He is a really good receiver. I don't think he's a bona fide number one. And I think that leaves the Browns still weak at wide receiver where they need to draft somebody with the number one of their, their round one pick. All right. Garrett Wilson. Here, here's the thing. I kind of disagree that Cooper has regressed a little bit. 
because his last year with a healthy Dak, he had 11, a 12, almost 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns with the Cowboys, which is pretty good number one receiver. Two years ago, not only did he have C.D. Lamb come into the fold, but he also had Dak go down in week four or five, whatever yeah, early, it was. Yeah. So he was playing with a backup quarterback. He still got over 1,000 yards. And then this past year, you had C.D. Lamb. You had Michael Gallup. You had an offense in Dak Prescott that who, Dak got injured again and came back and was not the same. And he still almost put up 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns. So I think Amari Cooper, while he may not be the traditional like alpha receiver going to get you 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns, we the Browns don't need that in their offense. That's not how the Browns' offense is built. It's built for route runners who are going to run the right route, be in the right spot in the timing offense, make the catch, and then you know make plays. Um, so I think Amari Cooper fits really well into that. We don't necessarily need a number one. Um, and if we either draft a receiver in the first or second round and fill out that receiving room, we have Cooper, whoever we draft. DPJ and Anthony Schwartz. That's a solid receiving core, especially for the offense that we have and, and that we're running. So I think it's a great move, especially seeing the contracts that wide receiver twos. I would agree. He's better than Mike Williams. He's better than Christian Kirk, better than Michael Gallup mm-hmm. by a, a decent yep. amount. So, you know, getting him on a 20 million plus, none of it's guaranteed. You could, again, cut him today. No. Guaranteed be, money at all. It'd be next year. We'd have we'd owe him money this year. Okay, if we cut him next year, but yeah. you know we're not going to cut him this year. Obviously, <laughs> we just traded for him. Yeah, I I just I I would not feel comfortable going into the season with Cooper as you want and DPJ as a two. Is I guess that's my main point. Like the Browns have well, to I, do I something else in the wide receiver some, room. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think most people like, would too. It's it's not like the Cooper trade solved our wide receiver room. We didn't get that much better. No. He doesn't he doesn't just take your wide receiver mm-hmm. room from one of the worst to one of the best. He's not that good. Mm-hmm. They still they still need another piece. Hopefully that yes. is somebody on the caliber of Garrett Wilson or Drake London or Trey Leon Burks, one of those caliber young players. But I would also settle for like Allen Robinson at this point, honestly. I think Allen Robinson might be priced out, but I would want a rookie, either the first or second round draft pick uh, coming in. Uh, so that was the first move that uh, the Browns made, and we all can agree it was an upgrade to the current receiving room uh, as a replacement for Jarvis Landry. Um, they did cut a couple players. So they cut Jarvis Landry, they cut J.C. Treader. Um, two mainstays for the last few years in the Browns' offense, two locker room leaders, you know, really – Great guys, just generally, um, but they were cap hits. Um, we did have other players at the positions that were going to fill those roles, um, Nick Harris and then now Amari Cooper. So what are you guys' thoughts on those cuts? So I think we all knew Jarvis was coming even last year, that this was probably going to be his last year, uh, cap-wise and everything. Um, J.C. Treader was a bit of a surprise to me just because of how important their O-line is to us and how much of a solid piece he's been on their O-line. I get with, like, the cap hit and everything, though. And I know Braden has something you want to say about J.C. Treader later. Um, it's very bittersweet, and I, it, it's sad, because those are two people that embraced Cleveland when no one else did when they came mm-hmm. in. They turned around that culture on this team, especially Jarvis. From day one, Jarvis was all Cleveland, all turning around uh, 
just the losing culture we've had. He's the reason the Browns have been like, I can't even think of the word. They've, they've been relevant these past couple of years and got us our first playoff win in however long. Um, JC Treader, NFL PA president, JC Treader, um, Besides Joel Batonio is like the leader of that offensive line. One of the longest tenured Browns at this point too, um, before he got cut, but Mm -hmm. he was just a really good dude. I know all like the interviews outside with him, all the building, the Browns that like he was in, he was the role model for a bunch of the young players on the team, especially everyone on that offensive line. He was one of the reasons our run game was as good as it was two years ago. And it's going to suck to see him go, but I'm excited to see what those two guys do next, where they go next. I know they'll be dogs for life. Um, but, yeah. Very Don't go to the Chiefs, Landry. Don't go to the Chiefs. He yeah, wants to. No. I want him to go to the Bills. I would love to watch Jarvis. I heard New, New Orleans. New Orleans was another one that could be a shot. Because he went to LSU. Jameis? <gasps> Jarvis would choke slam Jameis by week four. <laughs> the Jameis tries to eat that dub one time, and, and Jarvis will have none of it. Um, yeah, the the jar. I mean, yeah, like you said, I knew the Jarvis one was coming because of cap hit. He's also kind of been in and out with injuries the past few years. Um, he, he he's definitely had a, a health problem. Um, his knees have been killing him. So it sucks. Not much of a surprise. J C. Treader sucks again, and it's again it's a little more surprising, but because of cap, it makes sense. But also. I'm pretty sure Nick Harris has been taking all the number one snaps in practice anyways because Treader had knee problems last year. So you would hope, well, and who knows if Baker's going to be our quarterback, you would hope that he's good with Baker snapping the ball um, and can, you know, at least block a little bit. I mean, he was a stud at Washington or whatever. I like the little gif of him when the guy jumps off sides and he points the finger guns at him. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That yeah, gif. Um, so I think he's going to be solid. I mean, I don't think our O-line is going to regress much. I mean, you still have Wyatt Teller, Joel Batonio. Um, Conklin and Wills on the tackles. Con- Conklin. And, <clears throat> yeah, well, if Conklin comes back healthy. Hopefully he'll, be, he'll, he'll be healthy. Wills is fine, I guess. So, you know. Solid left tackle. Yeah, I mean, our so. offense, you don't need to be – you just can't be bad on the offensive line. Right. So as long as Nick Harris is just objectively terrible, right. we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think we'll be good on the offensive line. It's it's sad two fan favorites. I've, both of those players, ex- especially Jarvis, I'm a fan for life. No matter where they go, what they do, I will always cheer for them. They are great people. It's just it's a shame that the cap situation didn't allow us to keep them. Like Jarvis, Jarvis's personality was worth every penny. Jarvis's production was not worth what he was making, and we're at the point now with the Browns where we have to make those unfortunate decisions. We can't pay somebody for their personality and not production, which is sad, but that's the unfortunate truth of trying to build a Super Bowl contender. And then with Treader, like like Trevor alluded to, which I'm the one that told Trevor, J.C. Yeah, Treader yeah, did not ago. practice. J.C. Treader did not practice at all over the last like year and a half. With He has, um, he has a de- degenerative knee issue, and I think both knees. So he has not been practicing, but yet did not miss a game. So an absolute warrior... But since he had not been practicing, the Browns know exactly what they're going to get in Nick Harris. And this shows you that they are extremely comfortable with what they have seen. And they drafted Nick Harris for this exact situation. Athletically, he is perfect to play center in the Browns' run scheme. He is, he, he is very quick for an offensive lineman. He gets out on the outside for those, those outside runs that they love to do with Chubb. 
I think he fits perfectly. The games he started this year against the Packers, he killed it. So I don't think they're worried. And I think cap-wise, they're at a point where maybe sacrificing a smidge of production but saving a lot of cap is something they have to do. Because you can't get better everywhere. You can't get better at every single position. It's impossible. They have to choose what positions they need to get better at and where they can choose to sacrifice a little bit of talent. Center is a position where they can sacrifice talent. Yeah, center is not a valuable position in terms of their overall impact on the game. You just need somebody to snap the ball effectively and not get bull rushed. Um, And be able to, in a zone blocking, in a zone running scheme, which is kind of what the Browns like to run, swing outside, move. A little bit of movement. Um, But yeah, so those were the big cuts. Um, So we had a couple of, one free agent signing so far and one minor trade. So uh, we signed Taven Bryan, a defensive tackle, to a one-year up to $5 million deal. I don't know if it's fully – it's not fully Who? guaranteed, but it's up to. Um, <laughs> former first-round pick from the Jacksonville Jaguars. From the uh, University then, of Florida. Yes. Go Gators. Yeah, Gatorade. <laughs> um, and then we traded for uh, Chase Winovich. Uh, we traded away Mac Wilson. We traded Wilson. for Aiden Hutchinson. Blondie. Uh, yeah, Blondie. Blonde main that is Chase Winovich, who is a solid rotational pass rusher. I think he could be your number three pass rusher in most teams. Number two if he has to, but I think we'll we'll add to that uh, room soon. Um, so happy with the moves. We increased our depth on the defensive line that we need to because we don't have a lot of defensive linemen. Still need a tackle, interior line. Still needed. I think we both need both a tackle and an edge. Still. Yeah. Yep. I mean another edge rusher. Yeah. Yeah. There's moves coming for both of those. I believe. Mm-hmm. Once we sort out the quarterback, I was just say it's it's all going to come down to what happens with Watson. I feel like. It, that that once that move does or doesn't happen, it's just gonna go quickly. So I, I think a lot of moves are just building up, waiting to see what happens because Barry's so stuck on yeah. that. So I, I liked both moves though. The mm. um the defensive tackle from the Jags is the epitome of a prototypical Andrew Barry signing. A young kid who has elite athletic traits for the position is still young. And that can get cheap. That is the prototypical Andrew Berry signing. Prototypical Andrew Berry draft pick. If you look, there's a, um, I can't remember what the age is, but there's an age bracket. They will not draft a player that is older than a certain age. It is set in stone. You can look at their draft history. It's one of their main criteria. Yep. And their other defining trait is athleticism. They will sacrifice production for athletic traits. And that's what you got here. It's a guy that hasn't produced, but has round one athletic traits at the defensive tackle position. So it makes a lot of sense. That's why you drafted a guy like Anthony Schwartz in the third round. Exactly. Athletic. I I really like the uh, Chase Winovich trade. Winovich? Winovich? Winovich, whatever you want to say. Winovich. Yeah. I I think he fits exactly in what we want to do. High upside, low floor. I mean, high upside, low risk. No, high upside, low risk is what I meant. Low risk, high reward. Yes. I think he'll fit exactly to what they wanted from Tack McKinley this year and what Tack gave us before he got injured. I think he is pretty good for that role moving forward. Just depth on the defensive line. Yep. Yeah. So then obviously we we need to get a receiver, whether it's the first round or the someone else. I think the draft should be predominantly focused on receiving help, uh, defensive line help, and then depth at you know O line depth. I I think we need another. I mean. 
we, well, you is, get uh, what's Hubbard name? back. Let's say is Hubbard going to be back this year. He'll be he'll be healthy. He's still under contract, although his contract was a cut candidate possibly. But we like to have that extra tackle. Um, secondary, you always want to maybe draft a corner because we dealt with some injuries. They'll need um, another safety. Need a safety because sure. MJ, MJ Stewart's, Stewart's gone. Left. Ronnie Harrison's gone. Linebacker, we're going to need depth there because we have uh, Phillips and um, JOK, and I believe that's it. Taki Taki. And Taki Taki. And maybe um, Anthony Walker coming back or Malcolm Smith coming back. One of those yeah. two will probably be veteran minimum. Yeah. Um, but we've already talked about the Deshaun Watson potential, so we don't have to get into that. Let's talk about what we want to see the Browns do. Like, what would be one move? That you want, or one player, either in the draft or in free agency, still that you would like to see the Browns either draft or sign, or maybe trade for. You know, if you have someone in mind, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson in the draft. Garrett Wilson in the draft. Garrett Wilson. I really hope we do receiver first round, edge second. If we do edge first, like I wouldn't be pissed, but I'd rather get a player like London or Wilson. With that first pick. If we were to draft a defensive player, would we draft like a Jordan Davis in the first round from Georgia? That's a possibility. Or is he not? Is he? He's. I he can, think it would be more likely to draft quickly. an edge, like a Trayvon Walker or a Jermaine Johnson in the I, first. Yeah, I, I think they value edge a whole lot more. But given how elite Jordan Davis tested at the combine athletically, it went from not likely at all to maybe on the on the Browns board. I'm pretty sure. I, th- I still think it's likely it's wide receiver edge. I, I also wouldn't put it past them to maybe consider a Devontae Wyatt, who was the other Georgia DT, who also tested out of this world. <laughs> but Jordan Davis was more of a freak. So, but Devontae Wyatt has more of a build that has actually had success in the NFL. Okay. Jordan mm-hmm. Davis, 6'6", 340, is really, you, have, you don't see that, even in the yeah. NFL. But like Blaze said, draft-wise, I want Garrett Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. Free agent or trade-wise... I mean, because I feel like the relationship with Baker is so fractured, I, I, I feel like you have to do something at quarterback. I don't know. I, I just don't know if we can stay with him because you you told him in his reps, we're sticking with you, you're going to be our starter. And now you're not, you're not necessarily going behind his back, but you're going to interview Deshaun Watson for four hours and one of the three trade candidates that he's let it, like allowing – so if he's going to be like, well, you know, I'm second best, he might try to get out. So it's like maybe we just make a move at quarterback or something. So, But the only option is Carr other than Watson. So I don't know. There's an, a third option you're not seeing. Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I was going to do the Rick and Morty thing where he, he shoots himself in the head. <laughs> also the same thing <laughs> as Jimmy Garoppolo. As, yeah. Or Gardner Flint Minshew II, who I would buy a jersey of instantly and be my forever favorite Browns player. Um, I was talking to my dad earlier, though, and he was saying like some rumor was going around that the Browns offered two or three firsts, two or three seconds, Baker, Greg Newsome, and I think Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. It Kareem was. Hunt. It turned out. I don't think that was. Um, that I was don't think good. it was true. Okay, it's probably glad, not because if we off. gave up Greg Newsome, I would be very pissed. I would if you swap Greg Newsome with Greedy. Yes. And then take out one of the seconds or both mm-hmm. the seconds. Then yes. I think it's better because yes. I'm compared. I'm comparing it to the Denver trade. Um, Deshaun Watson, I think, is a better quarterback than Russ, but he also has more baggage. And Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Drew Locke. 
So if the Texans wanted Baker back, that would kind of knock a little bit off of the pick compensatory okay. value. Yeah. But I think like a three players and two picks or three picks is Plenty. what the offer would be. If or you know it's a trade for trade Baker away and then use the picks they get from that trade to, or trade for Watson first and then trade or Baker. I would say or you can just do a three team trade with it honestly but um I don't know if th- there are three team trades in the NFL oh there's not I don't think so interesting okay, I don't think I didn't so know that. I, I, okay um I but did regardless you can do either. Either that way. they already made the offer though, like the, they, the teams have had to make the offer before oh, yeah. Houston gave them the permission. Texans. Okay. Yeah. The Texans know what the Browns okay. are willing to give. Okay, up. okay, yep. but that, but no one's going to know that until it comes out. So yep, okay. if it ever comes out, if it ever happens, if it ever happens, okay. exactly. Interesting. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. I yep. wasn't sure because I just saw that they had to make it before, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think I, a if we continue if we keep the amount of cap space that we have i think a chandler jones could be a very intriguing option if you could get him for like a one year 15 million or something um dollar deal i think that's probably what he'll end up getting somewhere around that at least in a short term deal um i think he could be a very very good pass rusher opposite uh miles garrett um obviously he's a very good edge rusher just in general he's one of the leader leaders in sacks over the last like 5 years or so so that could be a very intriguing option if we don't have any like extra quarterback moves that like, increase our cap number by a lot. And then in the draft, Garrett Wilson would probably be my pick for the Browns as well or trade down and get a Lave. Um, I think a smaller, faster receiver would be better with Amari Cooper than like a Drake London or maybe even a Traylon Burks because you, I think Amari is that prototypical outside receiver. You need somebody in the slot because DPJ is also better as an outside receiver. So you put Garrett Wilson in the slot mm-hmm. or Alave in the slot, and oh. you've got a really good receiver. Garrett Wilson in the slot. Yeah, I mean, we've we've all said it. I want Garrett Wilson. I've also I have talked myself into Drake London lately. I don't know why. He's great, but I have. He has traits that you just can't teach. He is he's as close as you're going to get to Mike Evans without being Mike Evans. We'll see how fast he runs. He could be actually yeah. Mike Evans. He could be. He could be. So I, I have talked myself into him. I also really like um, I like all, all the defensive linemen from Georgia. They're all great. They, yeah. Georgia's going to have, I think it's like seven first-round picks from their defense. Oh, no, just from their, defen- from their defensive line in the next two to three years. Because next year they'll have Nolan Smith, who's going to be a top 10 pick. And they have, I think, another defensive tackle that's going to be a first-round pick. Like, team was stacked. Give me any of them. But um, I really like Nick Cross, who is a safety from Maryland. I think he fits exactly what Joe Woods does. I really like Jahan Dotson, if they're going a later-round receiver. Sky Moore from Eastern Michigan, I think, is another Jahan Dotson might be out of their age range because I feel like he's been there for a long time. I think he might just be into it the last time I heard. He's, but he might be but right. he's also – he falls into that category of rece- – and we can talk about this in a different podcast. But it's receivers that don't have an immediate impact when they come into college. Because typically you want to see your prospects have an immediate impact. Because if they're not, they're either developing or they're longer developing or like it typically doesn't equate to, as, to success in the NFL as much as immediate impactors do. Mm-hmm. It's like David Bell, I would say, is a better pro- prospect than Dotson just because, dude, my man, he, he was dominant all of, throughout college. 
The Browns won't draft David. Bell. I know they won't draft him, but I'm just yeah. I would say he. Would be, I like him, but the, he's. Yeah. I don't even know if he's on the Browns' radar because athletically he tested so poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, free agency, like like Brian said, Chandler Jones would be a dream. I would. Oh, it would be a dream come true. That defensive line would be amazing. Von Miller's another one. Um, Arden Key from the 49ers, I think, would be crazy good on this defensive line. He could do a lot of different things from a speed rush perspective. Zadarius Smith might also be a shout. Zadarius Smith could also be him. an opportunity. Defensive tackle, there was a lot of names that were floated around, but all of them signed for what I believe would be higher than the Browns were willing to pay. B.J. Hill from the Bengals is one. Ogan Joby. Um, Maurice Hurst. There's quite a few names that already signed that route of the Browns price range. So I think left for them would be people more like Clayus Campbell, um, Akeem Hicks, veterans that might not get a huge contract, maybe a one or two year deal. And I would be mad about Akeem Hicks. No, so I would like Akeem yeah. Hicks. I like him. He's it would that would mean a lot for the Browns defense, wide receiver wise. A lot of those guys are gone too. I think the only people left really on the Browns radar would be Jameson Crowder. Who would be a great signing to play slot? Alan Robinson, maybe too expensive. Uh, Andy Isabella from the Arizona Cardinals. He's been a trade rumor. He's basically just Anthony Schwartz, but different. So I don't know how willing the Browns would be to having a second wide receiver of the same kind of uh, same category. And then Lavisca Chenault might be a trade candidate now for the Jags. I've heard so. I think he would be super interesting for the Browns. Another super athletic wide receiver that could play the slot. So there's a lot of people available. They haven't done much yet, but I think there's a lot of hang up quarterback wise. I agree with that. It's all gonna. It's all gonna. St- I think Watson's supposed to have a decision tomorrow or Thursday. So, yep. It's probably if, by the time this pot is out, there will be a decision made. So, yep. Possibly. Depending on what happens there, Case Keenan will be a cut, and we have another nine million dollars in cap. Yep. Mm-hmm. All righty. Let's. Let's move off football for a second. We spent about an hour and a half talking about football. A little over an hour and a half. Pretty good. And let's talk about what we actually wanted this podcast to mainly be about, um, which is March Madness. It is March. um, It is madness, both in basketball and in football, as we just discussed. But right now, we are going to kind of go over uh, some top teams from the bracket, some sleepers, um, some upsets, and what our final fours are going to look like. Um, Trevor, I, I think you wanted to host this, so I, I might turn the mic over to you to kind of run us through this. Okay, perfect. Well, the first thing I want to do is going to say, in conclusion, Cavs are kind of back. They won against the Clippers. We're the sixth seed right now. Uh, she'll go Cavs. Jared Allen needs to get healthy. But what this is about is college basketball. And the tournament is back. I know you said it, but I'm going to say it again. Last year, there were no fans. This year, there's going to be fans. It's just going to be a whole different feel. Um, I'm excited for it. I think everyone here is excited. This is probably like the best two or three weeks of the year. You know, I, I, obviously, football is king, but March Madness, watching f- foot basketball from 12 until 10 o'clock at night is just magical. You know, you have like a little hour break for dinner, and it, it's just, it's perfect. So... The first thing, uh, the four number one seeds, the overall number one was Gonzaga, and then you also had um, Arizona was a one seed, Baylor was a one seed, and Kansas was a one seed. Um, so those, those are your supposedly dominant, I mean, a lot of your blue, blood, blue bloods are there. You had Kentucky as a two, Duke as a two, 
Um, I'm trying to remember the other two. two Auburn seasons. and Purdue. Auburn and Purdue. No, Purdue was a three. Auburn and um, I'm going to bolt the bracket because I can't remember who the Duke, Villanova. 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 Yes. Yep. Again, all your other blue blood. So your your one and two seeds on most of the places are your main blue blood programs, which is a little bit different. Last year, Duke was very. I think they missed the tournament last year. Um, so um, you have a lot of your major players back up in front right there. Um, so what I want to do first is everyone has filled out their bracket. I don't want everyone to give me every single pick, you know, leave some mystery to it. Cause you can change some first round picks and stuff as we go. But I do want to hear everyone's who they have as their final four. Um, as of right now, I would prefer you don't change it. Um, but so let's hear all your final fours. Let's start with you, Brian. What is your final four? My, oh, why do you make me start? Man, I just chose someone random. I looked all, all right, you and fine. I went to Brian. So. I don't have many upsets in my – I don't have any upsets really in my final four. Um, I've got a couple quick ones. But my final four, I've got Gonzaga coming out of their bracket. I've got Purdue Ooh. coming out of theirs. I've got Arizona, and I've got Auburn. So that's okay. my final four. Okay. Interesting. What about you, Blaze? What does your final four look like? Mine's probably going to be the most interesting. Um, I have Gonzaga and Arizona, both number one seeds. Then I got Wisconsin. <laughs> Um, I think they're playing some super good basketball and I might be moving to Madison in a couple of months. So I got to support my hometown team now. And then the biggest curveball, I have ninth seed Marquette in Marquette. the final four. Okay. Okay. Hey, if the past few years, there's been that team Marquette. that, that makes that run. Um, Brandon, what is your final four here? Um, the first bracket I filled out was basically chalk. I think I had. I think I had Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, and um, whoever the one seed in Auburn's Kansas. bracket is. And Kansas. Kansas. So then I decided, psych, not so fast. But now, sadly, I have the same exact Final Four as Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have Gonzaga, Purdue, Arizona, and Auburn. Okay. okay. Great. All right. <laughs> Wonderful. Have, yeah, the, there you go. Something matches. You guys agree on something for once. Um, wow! Yeah, that's we weird. agree on most stuff, but we're the two we most do. argumentative people. <laughs> the I would say we, most things we agree on. Yeah, the it's things just, we don't agree on, though, we are very adamant about. <laughs> <laughs> we are very vocal. That's very true. Um, all right, so my final four is Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, and Wisconsin. So that is Wisconsin. that is my final four: two one seeds, a two seed, and a three seed. I was between Wisconsin yeah. and Providence. That's who I have in my elite eight, and I could not decide between Providence. Dang! I, I think Providence can go on a run. The um, Friars? Yes. Yeah, the Friars. Friars. Four seed. Um, so, Rev up those Friars. We <laughs> 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 gotta put that in. <laughs> you gotta put the... Yeah. <laughs> it's not the Rev it up anymore. It's, yep, it's the Friars, the friars. <laughs> literally. <laughs> rev, up the, rev up that car. Um, rev up. So that is my final four. So I do want to have, if, if you guys have your brackets in front of you and you can answer these, I, I do want to know what is maybe a sleeper team that isn't a top three seed top four seed in a bracket that you could see going deep, maybe a, a sweet 16 or an elite eight or something like that. You know, do you have, it doesn't have to be a double digit seed, just like a not top four seed. I mean, I already gave mine in my final four Marquette number nine. Right. Um, in my elite eight matchup, I have Marquette, the ninth seed against number seven, Murray state. Okay. Uh, Marquette is 19 and 12 <laughs> and Murray state is 30 and two. They were on a 20 game winning streak to end the season. Murray state, is dangerous and i think i i don't know how well they're gonna do but they they could be dangerous Dude, the only thing the is jaw, right didn't jogger there yeah. yeah they're zero and one against 
top 25 teams and Marquette is six and six. So Marquette has like that advantage there. And then I went to the like average points they score and Marquette averages 74 and a half points per game. And Murray state averages just about 80. There's 79.3. Um, I think the six and six against top 25 gives Marquette that upper hand and they have the upset, um, like upset in their blood. I feel for this bracket. I, I'll go ahead and finish up. Please. Murray State, 30 and 2 is deceiving. They haven't really faced that many people. But 30 and 2, that's a pretty, pretty tough. That's impressive, record. right? It's impressive for anybody. So And then one um I don't know what the word is. Double digit. Honorable mention. That's Honorable the word. mention, okay. Um I think in the first round, I think the biggest probability for upset is UAB is gonna upset Houston. Um I feel like Jilly Walker have that. Yeah, I have UAB over Houston as well. I don't know how far they're going to go, but I think they'll at least get that first round upset. And then, got to represent the Mac since my OU take failed me. I have Akron going to the Sweet 16. I think they got this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian, what about you? What what, what are some well, sleeper teams I, or some double-digit I, teams? I also have a team beating Baylor in the second round to go to the Sweet 16, but I have North Carolina. Okay. Um, I think they just came off a big win against Duke. Um, just to get into the tournament. And I think they're going to use that momentum to kind of carry them. So I have them beating the uh, defending national champions to reach the Sweet 16. Uh, some other teams that I could conceivably think of making a run. I think Virginia Tech's very hot. Um, I don't have them going very far, but I have them beating Texas because Texas sucks in the tourney. Um, I think Providence, like you said, could go very far. They're not they're the 4C, but, you know. Um, UAB. And then, obviously, I've got to rep the, the oh best double-digit seed in this entire tournament, right? The team that should be in a fucking play-in game. The team that should not be in a play-in game. Their coach assaulted a man. <laughs> yeah, and he'll do it again. And Pepper. Uh, man, so shut up, Trevor. I got Michigan in the Elite Eight. Um, Elite know. Eight? Yes, I do. I have them losing to Arizona. Jesus Christ. Hey, an 11 seed beat us last year. This is our chance to be the 11 seed and beat the one seed, but I don't think we're going to do it. No. Uh, but I think we'll get there. I think. We, so you're telling the, me you're running the gauntlet of you're going to be Colorado State, Tennessee, and Villanova. Did I say that? Yeah, that's who's in your bracket. Yeah, but those teams <laughs> might not win. But actually, <laughs> according to my bracket, I do have those teams losing to Michigan. Okay. <laughs> have I think fun that, with that we, we have some we have a lot of good players. The Big um, East and the All SEC we have team. to do is get hot from three, which we've never done this entire season. But <laughs> it could happen. Hey, and I got to be a March. homer. Anything I'm not like can... you. I don't give up on my team just because I see a daunting schedule. I gave up on our team. I didn't yeah. choose us to win <laughs> okay. the first game, so <laughs> I have a great sister. Sister Jean is gonna uh, all right curse on us. I don't know whatever Catholics right. do. So yes, yeah. Michigan is also my uh, <laughs> double digit seed that I can see. All right, all right, Brandon. What about you? What are your thoughts? Um, here? I I I love Rutgers. They don't love me, but Rutgers I love Rutgers. Yeah, we'll see if they win the playing game. So as I get through Notre Dame. <laughs> I think they have a real chance to beat Alabama and make some noise. They're really fun to watch this year. The couple of games I watched Rutgers. Um, Brian mentioned Virginia Tech. They're hot as a skillet right now. They're cooking with peanut oil. 
So I would not be surprised if they upset Texas in the first round. I kept that going. I do like Michigan, sadly. But uh, the most dangerous four seed is definitely Iowa. Iowa is on fire right now. Keegan Murray. Are they a five, not a four? Yeah, they're five. No, that's good. Oh, my bad. Well, the most dangerous five seed is Iowa. They're they're red hot. They have Jordan Bohannon, who's been there for 18 years. Has the most experience out of anybody ever. Uh, Keegan Murray might just be the best player in college basketball that nobody's talking about. He's so good. Iowa's deep. They're getting it together. Since they beat Ohio State, they've been on a roll. Yeah, but so, Iowa also chokes at the tournament. They also do. So, we'll see. But they right now they're playing really good basketball. They look really good. So, we'll see that, that where that takes them. And I do want to mention Ohio State. They have sucked big old fat butt cheeks down the stretch. They've lost four out of their last five games. They went from being a four to three seed, having a chance at a Big Ten title, to being a seven seed. What a fall from grace, but they do have two elite players. They have EJ Liddell and Malachi, Malachi Bronham. If those two guys get hot, Ohio State could be dangerous because in March Madness, you always see a team where a player or two players get insanely hot and they carry their team. It happens mm-hmm. every single year. Last year, you saw Oral Roberts make a run because Max, uh, how do you say Ace his last name? Ace, Ace Smith. Got, got fucking. And O'Banner. Yeah. Yeah, those two guys got super freaking mega ultra hot fire. Almost made the Elite Eight. Yeah. And almost made the Elite Eight, even though the rest this of that team close. was awful. It would have been the sickest buzzer beater ever. Yep. Yeah, like, you, you get it every year. So Ohio State could be one of those teams. Do I think they will? No. They probably lose in the first round because they suck. But they have two players that are as good as any other team in the league's two best players. So we'll, we'll see what that where, where that takes them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I also have, like you guys mentioned, Virginia Tech. I have them going to the Sweet 16. Um, I think they're they have the hot. I mean, they just beat Duke. They're 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 probably feeling it, so they're just going to keep that momentum going. I do think if Rutgers can win the playing game, I think they'll win at least the first game and maybe the second game. Um, Indiana is another team who could possibly make some noise. I think they just started playing a little bit ago. I'm curious what the score of that game is. Um, <clears throat> actually, it might be halftime. I'll tell you in a second. Um, so if they win tonight, I could see them making some noise. I think I don't remember who they face if they win. Wyoming. Why? Why well, they, they play Wyoming, Wyoming right now. Wyoming right now. They are up by five. Okay. At halftime. Okay. So if Indiana wins, I could see because I mean, uh, J.C. Jackson. That's his name, right? J- Trace. Indiana Trace, is up five. Trace at Jackson halftime. Davis. Yeah. yeah. Trace Jackson that's Davis is is an, is an elite player, um, and Xavier Johnson. If he gets hot, he's really good for them. Um, so I think that uh, Indiana can make some noise. I do have Vermont winning in the first round um, over somebody. I was really tempted to pick Yale over Purdue because I always love the um, the Ivy League schools in the tournament. The bold gods. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the last team, or the last two teams, I think St. Mary's is a team outside the top fives that maybe could make some noise. They already beat Gonzaga once this year. Mm, so they, so they, the St. Mary's team that is going to lose to Indiana. <laughs> oh, is that what happens? Okay, well. That sucks yeah, the they play the they play the winner of this playing game. Okay, so. well then maybe it was only Rutgers that I was thinking of. Um, and then another team is USC. I think that USC is decent. Uh, they have Mobley's little brother, um, and he's pretty good. So I think USC can make some noise in the bottom of that one bracket. So yeah, that was a, that was a good discussion. Does anyone else have anything else to add? I'm really excited um, for it to start. I I know we said we were talking about basketball, but I do have breaking Browns news. What is what? it? Um. 
30 minutes ago, Baker Mayfield posted a notes app on Twitter. Oh, no. It is a heartfelt article thanking the city of Cleveland for the last four Oh, years. no, no, no. Wait, 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 oh, wait. Oh, boy. Wait, wait. I, I, I will oh, read it to everyone. Things are happening. It things says, are happening. It says, Cleveland, the past four years have been nothing short of truly life-changing since I heard my name called in the draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with a hidden meaning. This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. We have made so many memories and shared growing in this process through all the ups and downs. I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind the silence I have had during the duration of this process. I can only control what I can, which is trusting in God's plan throughout this process. I have given this franchise everything I have. That is something I've always done at every stage and at every level, and that will not stay, will not stop with whatever change that I have at my next snap. That is making sense. Sorry, Baker. Whatever happens, I just want to say thank you to the fans who truly embraced who I am and the mentality that aligns so well with this city's hardworking people. Cleveland will always be a part of Emily and my story, and we will always be thankful for the impact that it has had in our in our lives. Sincerely, Baker Mayfield. Baker Reagan Mayfield. And also Duke Johnson tweeted a gift <laughs> the train, a train the on train fire. Train on fire. And um, so Jake so, said that the bridge isn't burned, but it's definitely on fire. This is truly unprecedented times. I have never seen a player tweet a goodbye tweet without Before actually being was, traded. Yep, that's um, I just also, saw that one. A, he according said, to sources, the Browns have met the Texans asking price of three first round picks and Baker is not included in the deal. So we're oh, going to send so him elsewhere. We'll, get, so we'll probably get a first we have round offered, pick back. Yeah, we'll probably get a first for Baker. Some from someone else, probably the Colts or the Seahawks. Man, I'm, that made me sad. He led that with with many uncertainties. Here is where my head and heart is. Baker's preferred trade destination is the Colts. That would make sense. Per Tony, the Colts Pauline. don't have a first round pick this year. Yeah, so let's trade him to Seattle. They just got a first round pick. We still need a wide receiver, so I pray to God we don't end up trading <coughs> our our. For all, let's, just, let's just trade Baker for Michael Pittman in a second, you know? The, t- Jimmy Haslam has been the driving force in the Browns' attempt to bring Watson to Cleveland. That doesn't shock me. Man, th- th- I mean, that means he's not playing for us next year, right? Like, I know he I, says that there's I, uncertainties. but like, It's going to be real tough. Man, I'm feeling bummed. I am too. Because, like... If the Deshaun, well, everybody watch if, your Baker Mayfield highlights If now. the Deshaun Watson trade doesn't happen... Jimmy G. <laughs> like, now I'm scared. I, this is what I was worried about. You uh, have to do it in the business. I know, I know. I've been thinking all day about this, and the one conclusion I came to is I think the Browns screwed the pooch. Yep. I, I, I don't think Deshaun Watson's the answer, and I think running it back with Baker is the best option, and now you simply cannot. Yep. Because you burnt that bridge and publicly humiliated Baker. So I don't know where they go from here. I, I, I don't want Deshaun Watson as my quarterback, even though he's really good. I just I simply don't. I would rather. I don't have want him Carr. either. But I'd Eric rather Carr, have gonna... fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. Both of those guys, you're going to be in the same situation you are now. Good yeah. enough to make the playoffs, not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and with Deshaun Watson, you're good enough to win a Super Bowl. But you have less draft capital. You're you selling your trade, soul to the Gruden. devil. You don't have to trade Greg Newsom. I. If okay, so if Russ got two ones and two twos and three players, none of the players are good. Noah Fant was the best one, and he's not great. 
Deshaun Watson is probably going to get an extra first because he's younger and under contract for longer. But he's also got a lot of baggage and probably suspended. So if it's three ones, it might be two players. You might be Kareem Hunt and like Greedy Williams. I don't think the Browns are going to get rid of their rookies on, on you know, that have performed well. It could just be three first round picks. You never know. Yeah, I guess we gotta see what ha- we gotta see what happens before we make any judgment calls. But right now, yeah. I'm sad. I'm not terribly optimistic, but we'll see what happens. As much as I've shit on Baker in the past, I am genuinely sad that it may be coming to an end in this way. Mm-hmm. It it's just sucks because, especially being a quarterback. With Northeast Ohio, Cleveland, they're just, I don't know, the they've been the laughing stock of the league for so long. And Baker from day one embraced the challenge and embraced Cleveland. And that sucks, especially after losing Jarvis and J.C. Treader. That recent, too. They really are selling their souls for a, for a Super Bowl run. A chance. For one crumb of Super Bowl. Well, here's the thing. Watson's under contract for four years or five years, so supposedly the window the, is there. Supposedly the Browns jet like left like an hour after it was supposed to. It stayed on the ground for like an extra hour. So who knows what happened. Uh, look, if Watson wanted to go and be competitive, the Browns is the best place he'd do it. We need another wide receiver. I don't know. I don't care how I, it happens. It, it doesn't you matter. Have to, you have to have you another wide receiver. I mean, I guess, but... What other wide receiver besides besides D Hop did Watson have? I mean, that's the only time he ever made the playoffs is when he had an elite, elite wide receiver and Will Fuller. Will Fuller never played a full season with Sean Watson. But he was still good. He's fine. They also never had a running better game. than DPJ. Their he also had no. Deshaun Watson has never had a tight end in his career. We've got uh, two uh, good Darren ones. Darren Fells. I give you Darren Fells. <laughs> Darren Fells. <laughs> E-wee. Fell over. <laughs> no, that's Austin Hooper. I was saying, uh, thinking excuse of a different you, guy. that's Austin <laughs> okay, well, Hooper. Okay, but... well, at least Austin Hooper and Njoku and possibly Harrison Bryant are better than any tight end. All right, well, ever had. as we continue this, we're going to take this discussion offline so the podcast ends. Um, yeah. that way we're we almost to two hours. We, that way we don't kill Blaze in the editing process here. He's going to have a fun time. Um, <laughs> but thank you for listening. Um this brown stuff's about to get really interesting. If if this it's is something very sadly, I know you can hear it in our voices. If something are... happens, we will probably do a quick thirty emergency pod, pod emergency pod next well, week. Well, here's or something. the thing: this yeah, this pod is going to come out most likely after whatever happens that's, happens. That's so what I'm saying. Like we're, we're you'll probably for... know what happened, and you'll either share our sentiment of being sad, or you know, yeah. we'll, we'll so, see what happens. Still the quarterback, and this gets weird. Yep. Yeah, it's going to get all weird. It's like when you break up or get a divorce, but you still live in the same house. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening in. We are glad to be back. Glad to be doing the pod again. Hopefully, we'll be back uh, at least in a few weeks, if not next week for an emergency um, but, you know, looking forward to March Madness, looking forward to seeing how all this NFL stuff plays out. But, uh, you know, glad to be back, and thanks for listening, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day. See you.
Adios. Among us game, 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 in the storage, the mighty storage, imposter sleeps tonight. In the storage, the quiet storage, imposter sleeps tonight. Among us game, 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 among us game.